Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive. Producer Dodd here to introduce our roundup of the Welsh Surfing Championships 2023, which were held at Llantwit on the weekend of the 29th of April to the 1st of May. In between getting knocked out of the contest, Rob and Tom spent the weekend in the booth commentating on the contest, which I'm sure many of you heard when you watched the event online. What follows is Rob and Tom's thoughts on all of the action, interspersed with a few interviews from some of the key competitors. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Crestcast in partnership with Elusive for our roundup of the 2023 Welsh National Surfing Championships. I'm Rob Blythe and I'm joined by Tom Anderson. How are you, Tom? I'm on a couch. I'm all good. Okay, well, has your voice recovered from the weekend? Because we had a busy old time, didn't we? <clears throat> well, yeah, not quite. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we were, we were, between us, we were talking for about 27 hours or something, weren't we? Oh, the poor listeners. Poor listeners. Yeah. Anywho, we're here and we're going to have a little roundup of some of the action from the weekend. Uh, hopefully, producer Dodd's going to manage to extract some of the audio from the WSF feed that we put out over the weekend. And uh, let's get going, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so this year's contest was held in a variety of conditions. And I must say, it was quite a brave call for contest organisers to call it on in the first place. There were the dubious amongst us in the Welsh surfing community and those of us that were more optimistic I'd like to put myself in the optimistic camp Tom uh, someone yeah. that, that backed Jamie Bateman and Surfline's call and of course our supreme leader Mark Vaughan in calling on yeah. Lantuit this weekend they know Lantuit major better than pretty much anybody else on earth surf wise so uh, they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into and once again they pulled off the, at first what seemed impossible so a massive congratulations to right. everybody involved in that it was field of dream stuff wasn't it you know if you book them they will come <laughs> and they that seems to happen with waves for those guys very much so that i mean um there was a a long time ago when um i used to compete regularly and the jesus surf classic time we traveled down together in fact i traveled down in the boot of bruges nissan micro i believe didn't i with george um, you did <laughs> all yeah, the way <laughs> yeah and um when uh the christian surfers and phil williams would call a comp on with very little surf on the horizon and we'd say they they know something the rest of us don't and <laughs> every single time they'd pull it off in great conditions phil, wouldn't they phil would have a word with the man upstairs and they yeah brilliant stuff so that was very much the vibe this weekend mm. however and over the course of the weekend like i said we had a variety of conditions we didn't see any of the seniors surf on the Saturday, it was rather small, so we, um, the contest organisers managed to get through quite a lot of the junior divisions, despite being hindered by fog during the morning. However, Sunday saw absolutely incredible conditions for the Open. Like I say, made uh, all the more incredible because the forecast just wasn't showing it for the untrained eye, was it? It, it was pumping for the last couple of heats of the Open Round 1 and the Open Round 2, wasn't it? Absolutely. Some, there were some really big scores. Um, our yeah. uh, eventual winner, Patrick Langendard, posted some enormous scores throughout the earlier rounds. And it was just a, simply a joy he to did. watch him taking apart those seven, laps. 7.5 and an 8 in the first round. Yeah, there was a, there was I a know combo because situation, I had a, wasn't there? Yeah, and I was the comboed person. <laughs> and, then, um, and then in the second round, 
Um, I think he man- managed. He managed an eight and an eight because because uh, um, I was calling it with Reese Poulton because I think you had got through your heat and were suiting up. And I and and I said to Reese, "Hey, look at this now, Reese Patrick, and he's a seven point six. And Reese looks at me as if like, "What are you about to say?" I said, "To beat his first round score," <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look at um, Patrick's co- combined totals throughout the event. So. In uh, the the quarterfinals, Pat posted a heat score of thirteen point six seven. In the semifinals, thirteen point eight three, and in the final, thirteen point nine seven. So he was getting incrementally better each heat. Yeah, wow, a great stat, isn't it? And he wasn't yeah. alone in posting some fantastic scores throughout the weekend. Our eventual finalists, Eli Perrins Davis, Ryan Thomas, and Ollie Evans, also had a fair crack of the whip, posting some excellent scores themselves. They were the best. Themselves. They were the best four surfers. In the event, weren't they? Agreed. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not to say there was uh, there were notable performances from some of the other surfers. Craig Bright was another standout in my eyes. Oh, he, he was really unlucky not to make the final. And he was really unlucky. I know, you know we're jumping around categories. He was really unlucky in the Masters as well to get pipped at the post, wasn't he? Absolutely. And, the, of course, the inimitable uh, Mark Vaughan semi-final placing again for him this year. And, of course, he was rather upset uh, he was salty, yeah. Up. He was. And we've got a little interview with Mark, I think, haven't we? J- just uh, when he was at his saltiest. <laughs> Absolutely. Although he's very self-aware and he did note that himself. Uh, other surfers that stood out for me, and it would be remiss of me not to mention our dear friend and friend of the show, indeed, George Schofield. It was great to see him. I'd say a return to competition, although he did compete at the Interclubs just last month. Yeah. He's really... Uh, He's, I think he's got the bug for competing again, and he put on a, a great show. So in the quarterfinals, I think it was. Uh, yeah, George, he pushed Craig Bright. Yes, he did. And he had one right hand. In fact, if I, I can click and, and see what his scores were. So George was surfing in white, and he posted a 6.17 on the one wave. And for yeah. my money, it was it was vintage George surfing on his backhand on a long running right, just getting into that rhythm but top to bottom. It's, each it's like this, Yeah, it's like that hockey momentum, isn't it? In and out. Exactly. pendulously swinging in and out of the lip lovely the word there yeah it's a, like a pendulum so uh, mm. great to see uh but the final let's focus on that we had pld patrick langdon dark eli perrins davis ryan thomas and ollie evans and the the final scores do make it look like a bit of a whitewash for patrick um i think at the minute someone mentioned that uh he's so finely attuned to competition at the moment he's just come back from uh, a week in the south of france with mm. Dominic Whitaker and the the elite British training program, and it really does show, doesn't it? And they they'd been running heats, you know, every single uh, every single day, all day. Um, and I think actually uh, that's where producer Dodds nodding to me um, that we've got a little package on. Um, I think it was you interviewing Pat um, just before that final on his mindset going into the final. So should, should we uh, should we play that one? Let's do it. Thank you, Tom. I'm joined here by Patrick Landon-Dark. Pat, I'm going to start off by asking you what conditions are like out there. It looked tricky from my point of view, but you made the most of them. Um, yeah, it's definitely hard. It's Obviously, that tide's going out, which never helps around here, but there's still some waves. I was just a bit selective, trying to find the ones that give me some opportunity, a few turns, but yeah, I was maybe a bit too selective. It's, it's not great out there, but I think it'll get better. Now, Pat, I'm not sure if you can hear the beach announcer down there. You're, are you aware of the scores that you posted? Um, not really, no. I okay. just sort of went with, like, 
sift myself, didn't really watch anyone else. Okay, so this is going to make this next question all the more interesting, because Tom and I were watching, and you kicked off proceedings with a 6.5, and your, um, I think the next wave was like an in and out, it was like a one or something, but your next uh, wave, which was the highest scoring wave, came in at a 7.33. Now, for Tom and I, in experience in a judging capacity, we thought that your second wave, the 7.33, was substantially better than the first that came in as a 6.5. Um, so we were trying to get our heads around the judging on that one. But you're the person who surfed it. For, uh, from what you can remember of it, I'm sure it went by in a blur. But did you feel that that second wave was much better than the first? Or did you have it there or thereabouts? Um, to be honest, I had no idea. I thought they could love it or they could not be that into it. And it's pretty hard to remember when you're in the heat. You're just sort of in the flow. That's it. And the interesting thing was the first one was on your front side. That's 6.5. And the second one that Tom and I really, really loved with four or five really strong backhand turns displacing loads of spray. In fact, Tom called them Christmas trees all the way down the line. It was on your backhand. Uh, out here at the minute with these conditions, quite small, marginal, as you said, not helped by the drop in tide, but consistent nonetheless. Are you looking for your forehand or your backhand? Which one are you preferring? Um... I'm confident either way, but I mean, it's land, everyone knows if you get a good right out here, you can do four or five turns, so ideally you want one of them. With the tide coming in, that might change to a left, but just got to adapt, I reckon. Fantastic. And Tom, do you have any questions for Pat? Uh, you, you're going to put the headphones on? i put the cans on, on him. Yeah, Pat, I just want to ask, um, in terms of goal setting, because I know you're a WQS surfer, but I know you're obviously going to be delighted to try and win the Welsh, because you have won the Welsh before, I think juniors and open at the same time. But uh, at what point is there going to be any sort of, uh, you know, really kind of, you know, when, when, do, when does it feel like the stakes are, are going up for you here now? Because I know you had a nice, easy first round heat. Nice bit of, bit of a cruise. Uh, then you had, uh, then it got a bit harder. You know, that one was a bit of a ding-dong. Um, how do you motivate yourself now for that final? You know, how, how do you stay quietly confident? How are you feeling? I don't know, I don't know exactly what the question is, to be honest. Just tell yeah, us a bit I about your mindset going forward uh, now. Um, to be honest, I just surf against myself. So if I think I surf well, then that's the main thing. I got, after this, I go El Salvador for the Worlds with GB. So it's also practice, but I want to win. So I just, but I just, compete against myself wonderful that's, that's a pretty great. good answer actually yeah. well pat you're starting to shiver a little bit in this uh, light westerly wind so we're going to leave you there and let you prepare for the final and wish you all the best and thanks for joining us mate good luck pat well done thanks. cheers buddy so there we have it that was pld just before he went back into the water for the open men's final and i think during in that interview he met said something really interesting about just surfing his own heat and it goes by in a blur he's focusing purely on himself yeah and i think that's reflective of all the training that he's doing at the minute yeah it, it, that, it, i think one of the challenges for him as well you know it's really i'm stoked that he's willing to come and do the welsh when he's a qs surfer and you know okay he just wants to surf heats but you know we, we qs surfers those sorts of surfers they don't always you know do their nationals at somewhere like lante on a on a bank holiday weekend and he was Bobby really bank holiday down. weekend yeah it was interesting as well in that first round heat i had with him and elliot barton he uh i was trying i was squinting trying to work out priority and he goes oh don't worry about priority boys i'll tell you and in our heat he was calling out to us telling yeah. us who had priority well <laughs> do you know who else like, was doing that during the event uh Vaughan, did it in our quarterfinal 
Oh, he right. Was, yeah, he... he was helping Rudder out because uh, Rudder couldn't hear anything at all. And so oh. Borny was giving him a running commentary all the way through, it's just giving it... heat positions. I found it thoroughly demoralizing. It's just a sign <laughs> of the fact that this guy is not worried about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was the challenge, though. You know, it's like Ryan Thomas pushed him, Eli pushed him. Um, but really, you know, he's well, used he did, to... And it's, it's interesting what you say there about Eli and Ryan uh, both pushing Patrick. And it's important to know, or certainly interesting to note, but that both of those surfers have done an awful lot of surfing in the very recent past. Eli's just yeah. come back from a Mentawi boat trip. Indo. Ryan has yeah. spent countless months. Well, I was going to say countless, but you can count them. There's three of them <laughs> in Bali. So they've yeah. all put in a lot of, uh, of time in the water. And it, again, it yeah. shows in their surfing. Yeah. I mentioned they're the four standout surfers in the open category. And Ollie Evans, for me, was a wonderful surprise to see in the final. And it's a surprise simply because I'm not too familiar with Ollie's surfing. Yeah. And what a delight to watch. Never seen him surf, I don't think. No, and he was such a delight to watch throughout the whole event, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, it was really nice, accomplished style. Yeah, it was. And yeah, and then I think, you know, for PLD, you know, he's got to get himself up for, you know, surfers who at the moment are, you know, um, a good score behind him in most heats. And he did it really well, you know, and, and, and there were two surfers in the closing minutes of that final who could have got a score and taken the lead, albeit an enormous score. Um, you know, nobody was comboed to my memory. Um, and so, yeah, really good surfing. And, uh, well, I know like we we will touch upon it again, but there was a period during that, the the run throughout the open where the surf was just vintage point land pit, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a great Um, time. And then Emily on the other, in the other event, you know, in the other yes. open. Um, so in Pat, s- that was only his second Welsh, but Emily, eight. Yes, um, I've, I've got Emily's scores up here actually in front of me for the final. So this is um, Emily Williams winning the, winning the ladies for the, the eighth time. Eighth title, yes. What a feat that is. Slater-esque, in fact, it's, well, yeah. Slater-esque in the relative to Welsh surfing. Uh, well, and, and Denison-esque, because that is now uh, equal in Joe that's Denison. Why should, that's why I should be saying Denison-esque. A great description. Yeah, well, so, she surfed like Slater, mind. She certainly did. And in very tricky conditions, I think it's fair to say that the, the women's open final was held in very challenging surf. And it was, all yeah. five of our finalists, Emily Williams, Kate da- Katie David, Poppy Owen, Indy Lynch, and uh, Gwen and Morgan on a, a fantastic show, but ultimately yeah. it was Emily that stole that show, posting. Yeah, was a four point eight three and a David five. Who was who was sort of in the lead for a fair bit of that? Yeah, heat. so Katie David had a really quick start. I think she got uh, her highest scoring wave from the off with her first wave. It was a four point six seven, and right. it it did put uh, everybody else in the heat just be just behind the eight ball for a little while, didn't it? But um, Emily's experience yeah. really shone through come the end. And uh, it was Emily's third wave where she posted a 4.83 and that kind of got her back into the swing of things. Yeah. And she finished it off with a pen- penultimate wave, a 5.0. And that and, was and that was one turn. Yes. And if you recall, there was a wave in that final where Emily, it was a 4.47, I think it was the wave before the five where she did one enormous turn and just came unstuck and there was a section just ahead 
And yeah. I think she was really, I think she was quite disappointed by that because I was speaking to Andy uh, and Liz, her parents afterwards, and they were saying, you know, she, she won her eighth title and she's obviously delighted. But the first thing she said was that she was so frustrated having fallen off that wave. <laughs> About the performance. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that yeah. wouldn't even cross my mind had I won? No. <laughs> Hilarious. And um, that shows the mindset, I guess, of a, of a champion. Yeah. And, and I caught up with her just after doing it. I am here with a record eight times. Well, it's a tied record now with Joe Dennison. So Emily had seven prior to today. Joe had seven. So now this is a, it's a record in the modern era. Of course, we, you know, we, we, we respect immensely the 20 something plus titles if we add swimming in for Linda Sharp. But uh, in the modern era, this is now eight. So I've got a record holder with me and plenty still to come and uh, you can see from the smile on her face job well done Emily you are the Welsh champion again how do you feel yeah it's a great feeling I'm really excited it's kind of a relief the conditions were really tough out there and the girls were surfing really well so it's just nice to get a few scores and get title number eight yeah title number eight is that going to take a bit of getting used to yeah yeah but I'll be back next year for number nine hopefully so, you know. oh I love it uh, and in the heat uh, it did start off, it was Kate T. David um, had a real fast start and uh, you had to do a bit of work to come back into it. Yeah, definitely. I kind of just sat there for five minutes waiting for something to come through. Right, couldn't right, hear anything, right, couldn't see priorities, so just had yeah, to wait and kind of, uh, yeah, finally got an, one nice turn that settled the nerves and then I got a few more after that. So, yeah. yeah. And the one wave where you did dagger rail on the second turn, it doesn't matter now, but that would have gone that would have gone eight plus if you'd stuck that second turn wouldn't it yeah it's kind of annoyed when i did that kind of shouting myself a bit just it was a fun wave it was just nice to have one that was kind of running so i was kind of a bit gutted that i didn't get a few more turns but yeah it doesn't matter and uh, let's have a little think spare a thought for the uh, for the vanquished opponents uh, a couple of juniors in that heat who are real hot up and comers and we've seen uh, josie hawk as well this weekend taylor shelmerdine and a few of them who are the ones to watch in your opinion I think or, or do you not want to necessarily name names? I know Gwen, Gwen always refuses to name names when I ask her this question. I think all of them. I think they're all going to push each other and it's going to be the same as when I was that bit younger. There's that group and they're going to be pushing each other. One will win one, one will win the next. And I think all of them are going to be ones to watch out for, definitely. That's a lovely diplomatic response. What next then, Em? Um, keep surfing and yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll just see. But yeah, busy on work. So yeah. Going well? Yeah, it's all going well. Busy, but enjoying it. Eight times Welsh Open Ladies Champion. The GOAT, or the Slantwit GOAT at least. They were saying it was Vaughny, but it's not. It's Emily. Vaughny, you've got a way to go. Congratulations, Ems. Great hearing from uh, Emily there. Great job on the interview, Tom. And it's so important to mention the fantastic performance performances again of Katie David, Poppy Owen, Indy Lynch, Gwen Morgan, and they're four surfers who we saw throughout the entire weekend because they were, they were in all sorts of categories, in yeah. So many categories. And mm. do you know what? They were so consistent across all of them and having to surf in, like I said earlier, such a variety of conditions across the whole weekend because these are four surfers that I think surfed on each and every day and probably on each and every part of the beach. They did, and the under-16 girls had the highest field out of all the junior categories, which I think is fantastic. 
that is fantastic isn't it so yeah i'm just i'm looking at the results now so th- again there are some fantastic scores po- uh, posted throughout the the under 16 girls round but again across all the junior divisions and one surfer that really stood out to me and i know we've got a little, little interview coming up with her in a, in a moment was josie hawk Yes, here she is, Josie Hawk, three times in one weekend. And this is the first time that it's ever been done in the girls' categories. The 14s, 16s and 18s Welsh champion, and all of it at the age of 12. And uh, yeah, my, my kids wanted to come and meet this champion girl as well. Uh, Josie, you're a hero already at the age of 12. The, the girls are all looking up to you, even the ones who are older than you. Uh, but you've you got your feet very firmly grounded you knew you were going to do it though didn't you um well i wasn't sure but i went into the competition uh the good mindset and just tried to get the good waves and had fun that's a great approach that is josie it wasn't in the bag though all the way through that heat was it could you hear the scores oh no we could literally hear nothing just paddling all the time trying to get in position so hard Oh, and then later on, so did you know at the point where you caught that good one towards the end that uh, that was making the difference, or, or were you sort of, was, was that a bit of hit and hope? Absolutely no idea. It was literally, I, I had no idea I'd won it. I thought uh, I'd done well, but I didn't think I would have won it, so extremely chuffed. <laughs> Amazing, Josie. Great work. Uh, and uh, what's the plan now then? You're going to have a sort of summer of fun and play? Uh, and uh, you know, you got any trips planned? What like what's next? Uh, definitely. Um, not sure about any trips yet. Hoping to maybe go abroad again, uh, or maybe to Ireland. You know, somewhere nice waves. Well, here we are, Josie. Congratulations, Songavachiadai. Three titles in one weekend. This is the future. Oh, I think there might be a question, question for Josie. There's a question coming from the booth, Josie. If we can just put the headphones on. Josie, congratulations. What an awesome performance across the whole weekend. Three Welsh titles, as Tom has said. How are you going to celebrate? What's the plan for this evening? Sorry, Mike. Tom? A couple of hours at Disney Plus, is it? Microphone, Tom. Oh, absolutely no idea again. Um, I think we're just going to... My mum's shattered. I think we're just going to go home, go to bed, and think about it tomorrow. That's it. Need a rest after all that hard work. I think you've served probably more than anybody this weekend. Maybe on par with Elijah Jones, who's also put in a good stint. But again, uh, congratulations, Josie. Enjoy it. Thank you. Fantastic to hear from Josie there. And one of the things that stuck with me from the weekend is just how down to earth, how focused and how eloquent Josie is. When she was speaking to you, Tom, she had her act together, didn't she? Yeah, and she's 12. And it, it was well, uh, it, it was interesting because Breach and Breach and the kids came down the beach um, in the afternoon you know, for the presentation on the final day. They'd been watching watching the webcast in the morning a bit, and uh, they'd watched my interview with Josie. And they got to the beach, and Breach was just like, "Who was that amazing twelve year old girl who spoke so well?" And then mm-hmm. and then my kids wanted to go and meet her. Then oh, and it was really cool. And she's twelve, but you know, really, you know down to earth you know because th- those achievements on paper oh, winning the 12 no that winning the 14s 16s and 18s of the same welsh we think it's never been done before um 
I've gone back to the WSF's database. There's no evidence of it having been, oh, it's having been done before. Where's Andy Zaltzman when you need him? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, calm, you know, pleasant. Um, got time for everyone. You know, just seems happy with it. So the, the WSF must be doing some future. Uh, yeah, the WSF must be doing media training now, is all I can say. Very, very well. They do, and, and they've got Phil Sadler down there in Pembroke as well, haven't they? And you've got to, got to say a shout out to Phil Sadler, who who he's doing a really good job of keeping those kids really nice and humble. Um, they're now the Welsh champions, the Pembrokeshire Surf Club, which is a combination of the West Pembrokeshire uh, Club and then the, the sort of more South Pems based PSR Pembrokeshire Surf Riders. They've united. They've won the Wilkinson Sword. They're the Welsh Club champions, and and they're just and and I think Josie is you know a sort of poster girl for what Phil Sadler is doing down there with the Pembrokeshire Juniors. Absolutely, a real a classy act throughout the entire weekend. So and and ripping that forehand, um, you know, her so aggressive, so um, consistent, just fantastic. As well. Yeah, in really difficult conditions all the time. Yes. She kept finding waves. Awesome. What a, what a joy to watch her surf this weekend. Well done, Josie. Brilliant mm. to watch. So, Tom, one of, I think it's fair to say, the upsets of the Welsh Nationals this year. And it's not an upset because a lot of people were very delighted. I certainly was. As much as I love Elliot, he's one of my, my closest friends in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. It was such a treat seeing the smile on Tom Fisher's face when he took that longboard title. Oh, wasn't it just, yeah. And he'd been styling the whole weekend long. Um, and Elliot Dudley has seemed almost invincible. He's the sort of... Um, exactly, that's why I say upset. He's the kind of Erling Holland of <laughs> wealth. <laughs> um you know, uh, although I don't know that Elliot There's would like in comparison to Manchester City. Yeah. You know, he's the, he's the, yeah, he's the Guardiola or the, you know, the Ivan Drago of Welsh surfing. <laughs> and, uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, and, and for Fisher to, and it was a really close, really exciting ending. It looked like it wasn't going to happen for a second. Um, I think Dudley needed a score and didn't get it. Is that what happened? Yeah. So I'm just looking at the results now. I think Elliot was looking for a, a six point three or something like that i can't remember the exact oh, just short yeah and he got like a 6.07 so <gasps> with that final wave of the heat uh i think it was a left wasn't it and elliot walked to the nose and yeah he did all the business but the score came in just under he posted the highest scoring wave i, I beg your pardon it wasn't the highest score. it was the second highest scoring the wave of the heat highest scoring wave of the heat did go to tom fisher with his penultimate wave but it really came down to a bit of a nail biter didn't it yeah and Fisher, he was so stoked and, yeah. and he was like, just, just delighted. You know, I'm so happy to be here and everything. Well, and did you, I, did you do a, a post interview? I did, with him? Tom. And let's have a listen to it now. Thanks very much, Tom. So I am here with the 2023 men's longboard champion at this, the Welsh Surfing Championships. Tom, congratulations. That must feel pretty good. Oh, it feels awesome, Rob. I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> In Disneyland. You heard it here first, Tom. So, Tom, uh, your highest scoring wave came in at a 6.4 for that really long left that you cranked two solid cutbacks into the foam. I, as I've already pointed out to you, you only went left during that heat. Was that a plan that you'd established before the heat, or was it something that you, you adapted based on the conditions you saw out there? 
Um, I've definitely been looking at the lefts uh, since I arrived this morning, and um, I had a bit of a dilemma which board to take in, because I won with a sort of a soft rail, more with a hard rail, but I thought I'll go for the hard rail and just kind of crank some turns and a few nose rides. <laughs> That's it, and like you say, the, the choice of board, the choice of equipment today allowed you to do those more critical manoeuvres, and it seemed that the judges really rewarded that rather than the touching the nose that some of the competitors were doing because no one really managed to get any sustained nose time out there given the conditions so the turns really did uh, pay dividends oh cheers dude <laughs> yeah i kind of saw that especially surfing yesterday on that first section you couldn't really get to the nose so i thought it's going to sort of be decided with rail work so um, i had a chat with jp um the shaper and he kind of said uh take the one that you can swing around a little bit more but like in the criteria as long as you don't hit the lip you know rail work is still traditional and um just kind of showing a variety of drop knees and you know cross step turns i thought might stand out a bit <laughs> a great insight there on judging criteria and tom moving away from the technical aspects of the board the the color scheme on it has been pointed out throughout the commentary mark vaughan really liked it we're calling it the acid wash tie-dye and we're thinking maybe that caught the judge's eye as well yeah um john kind of said i had like a gray one and he's he said you know you've kind of going a bit incognito into the beach but now you've got to be then like yeah here i am and uh, <laughs> and there i was you certainly were there it is your 2023 men's longboard champion oh and i think tom's got a question for you before you depart tom yeah. as well so i'm going to pop these onto your head not uh, congratulations tom oh, not so much a question oh my craig bright's doing a bit of work a second we better watch it oh, oh go on commentate it tom oh it's a lovely right and oh strong finish that's what the judges like to see i think <laughs> yeah not so much a question as i just figured you might like to hear some of the comments that are coming in Fantastic. Uh, congratulating you um we've got uh paul conabier congratulating you langland the, legend yeah the langland <laughs> board riders tv surf tv are congratulating you oh, thanks, buddy. uh james jones oh a hero and phil williams says uh, new name on the longboard trophy. Well done, Big Tom. Great catching up with you last weekend at the Jesus Classic. Uh, do you know what? I had a great time at the Jesus last weekend. It was, um, it's, it's something I was saying to Phil that these events aren't, even though obviously it's, it's nice to do well, it's, it's, it's something, a, di a date in the diary where a group of people can come together and just have a community. So it's, uh, yeah, it's Amazing. Awesome. Hey, Slongavach Tom. Well done. Awesome. And uh, we'll get back to the action in the water. Amazing. So that was Tom Fisher, and you can just hear in his voice how thrilled he is. And I, I love the the kind of mindset he had going into that. He he knew exactly which which board he was taking in. He knew what he needed to do. He knew conditions were, were difficult, and it it all paid off for him in the end. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And then the ladies' longboard too oh, was a result. Super stoked. A, a result I can get behind. It, it was great to see Anne Harrod take this title out. She's yeah. uh, she's a classy longboarder, isn't she? Yeah, and that you know that one wave, the left hander, where she rode through that real super steep section, cross stepping up, getting back, you know, and and, and it really was a kind of draining out little hugging in the reef because they went in at a really hard stage of tide, um, and uh, yeah, you know, she she did great, and you know, I remember um, seeing Herbie, you know, back in Fresh West years ago hiding in a dune during Ang Harrod's heat because he just couldn't cope with um you know sort of waiting and watching to see how she'd do and now you know he's 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 calmly sitting there and you know he's he's stoked and uh you know 
yeah, to see her doing that, you know, I, I think she's won it before one time as well, isn't she? And, you know, Linda's there as well, and it, it was just lovely to see. There's, there's a video that Anne Harrod posted on her Instagram after it, and it's a, a little video taken directly from the webcast that we were putting out, and I think Vaughny's commentating right. on it, and it's the exact wave you just described, Tom, the really steep section where Anne Harrod's cross-stepping on the left, and yeah. Vaughny, Vaughny describes it as a victory lap, and it most certainly was because Anne Harrod served a number of waves and just a, a quick scan of it. It certainly was more than 10 during that heat. And it was the final oh, two, the final two that came in as the highest scoring waves. It was a 6.33 and a 7.5, giving oh, her a combination wow. of 13.83. So uh, a consummate victory, a fantastic performance from Anne Harrod there. Those, those ladies in the longboard, by the yeah, way. So Jasmine Seeger in yellow and Fee Campbell in, in white. So they they had a rough deal you know with the bit of the tide they went in this time Definitely. just you know, it happens doesn't it right at langland at the wilkinson sword a month ago they scored the most dreamy conditions oh, wasn't i've good? ever seen a longboard heat get well i was way. in the heat just before that and i, I was jealous oh, of them i had to get out yeah but yeah wow i mean that was one of the most amazing heats i've ever seen in any longboarding in wales um i can't remember who won that heat it was either jasmine or fee i think wasn't it i know breach got second in that the wilkinson sword heat yeah they, they certainly um, showed their skills amazing. there and fantastic yeah. surface and i think it's fair to say that the the state of women's longboarding in wales is in very rude health very it is health. it is yeah fabulous so tom and i spent an a very long time on the mic over the weekend and i'm sure you're all sick and tired of listening to us and so the next <laughs> The next few minutes, we're going to whiz through some of the categories, give you some of the highlights and some of the heat winners. Yeah, not not long left of our voices now, guys. That's it. It's on the way out. And I've still got a day of school to do this week before the bank, the second <laughs> bank holiday weekend. So taking out the bodyboard, Tom, was George Bevan. And there were some big yeah. names in that final, the likes of uh, Rich Liver. Rich Liver, yeah. yeah uh, Elijah, oh, Elijah Jones, who actually appeared in pretty much every heat in the event, didn't he? Yeah, he was he was a stand-up surfer as well, wasn't he? Yeah, prolific. Ty Jackson uh, and yeah. Alex Clark. So great to see those guys in the event again. Yeah, and we're going to catch up with the Bodyboard Club on this podcast in uh, in the next uh, or within the next couple of episodes as well. Very cool. I'm going to go through the list in order as it appears. We had the Grand Kahunas, and this was a very popular victory. Oh, was- I was stoked for him. It was Neil Newman taking out the win in the Grand Kahunas, Tom. Yeah, against, well again, done, a, Neil. a stacked field. Craig Burroughs, Steve Childs, Stuart Jones, and Mark Jones in that. Jock. Yeah. Uh, Neil Newman, I was stoked for him. He spent, he, he, he turned up on the first day when they were only running the kids and he stuck around, slept in his camper, made, camped out at Lanter, made it his home. And I love it. He got That's... the result and he deserves it. I was but... stoked for him. It's his first one as well. That is classic Welsh Nationals protocol, isn't it? Isn't it just? Camping out in the car park. Love it. Song of Archiadai, Neil. Yeah, very, very well done. In the Masters category, again, another stacked field. The likes of Steve Phillips, Craig Bright, Vaughny, and Greg Owen. It, ultimately, it was Mark Vaughan that took that win, but not before quite the tussle with Craig Bright. Well, high drama at the ending, yeah. Wasn't yeah, it just? I, I was... I was... I was gutted for Craig Bright. I was stoked for Vorney, obviously, but I was gutted for Craig Bright because he led a lot in that heat. Uh, and then the lead flipped twice in the closing minute, didn't it? Yeah. It, well, on Craig's last wave, he posted a 4.6 when he was looking for a slightly higher score, but he really took Vorney to the wire. And there were some, again, yeah. great waves written all the way through that heat. But 
Um, like you say, delighted for Borny and commiserations to Craig because you really did put on such a great show. Yeah. In the Grand Masters, Tom, again, some of these names appearing time and time again. We had Mr. Greg Owen, Rudy Perrins Davis, Mark Vaughan, and Gareth Bennett. Great to see Gareth in, in this yeah. event. Founder of uh, Obsessive Disorder. Um, it was his first uh, first ever final in the Welsh, that was, for Gaz. Ah, and he looked he looked though. good, you know, he was he, he was trim and lean and, and surfing well. Um I was gutted to see Sam Johnson um from LBR not make that final as well, but there's no there's not room for everyone. Um and I re I you know, we love Vaughny, but I you know, it's always nice to see someone get one, you know, who hasn't had one, you know, and I really wanted Rudy to get that one myself. Yeah, and, again, he uh, took it he took it really close, didn't he? So he Really, he took it really a, close. A nine point six six combination to again the eventual winner, Mark Vaughan's eleven point one seven. Rudy was ripping. He's in a vein of form. It's lovely to see. He is, and I, I guess it's reflected. Hopefully, he's uh, been surfing lots recently, and that's the uh, that's the reasoning yeah. there. Okay, what have we got next? Let's go to the sup men. So I think it's safe to say that this was the first time that the stand up paddleboard men have competed in the Welsh with, Nationals. With the WSF, with, yeah. Yes, yeah. with the WSF. Yeah. So we had the, oh, some legendary, legendary names John here. John Lug. John Lug. What a hero. Um, yeah. I know Stoked jo- to see John Lug. I haven't seen him in a while. I yeah. know. Do you know what? I, just, I spoke to John after that final, and he was saying he's literally the fittest guy in the world, isn't he? He's so, so fit. Yeah. And he'd served like two or three times before he'd even bothered turning up to land to it that day. Yeah, and uh, so I think he was he was a bit puffed out by the, uh, the time of the final, which I thought but the was guy who won it was ripping, really well, shredding back yeah, and forth. That was Oliver Ladiman. He did a great Oliver job. Oliver Ladiman. Yeah, there was some there's some exce- exceptional surfing going on in that heat, wasn't there? And Jim yeah. Richardson as well. Again, took it really, really close. So yeah. Oliver finished with a combined total of twelve point ten to Jim Richardson's 11.16. And again, it would be remiss of us not to mention a stellar performance from uh, Duncan Child in a regular face in the in the Lanswick lineup. Yeah. On the women's side of the stand-up paddleboard, it was Kerry Baker, again, a very notable name in, in the Welsh stand-up paddleboard scene. Yeah, she was really styling, yeah. Taking the win there. And again, in tricky conditions, and she's surfed so many waves in that heat, and each yeah. one getting slightly better. So great job to, to Kerry I- there. I'd uh, I'd never met her before, but she's a really interesting character. I think we'll have to get her back at some point. Um, Travelled the world doing sub contests. She's crossed various channels and seas and things like that. So uh, yeah, quite interesting. Quite an interesting life. And uh, uh, yeah, there she is now with Kerry with a Welsh title. So congrats, Kerry. Then we had the under fourteen boys division, and we've heard this name already. Elijah Jones. He popped up in the bodyboard earlier. And like I said, then he served in so many different divisions and in so many heats for, for pure feats of endurance, a massive congratulations, uh, congratulations to Elijah who ended up finishing second, um, to Kobe Williams, who took out the under 14 boys with some exceptional surfing. He was stoked. He got eliminated the night before from the juniors. I think it was, um, and he was looking a bit sort of gloomy about it but then to come back and and uh, and get that win uh he was delighted great great result for him a great result against some, as well yeah absolutely great result against some stellar competition in in ted owen and bobby hooper as well yeah in the under 14 girls tom we again saw some fantastic surfing josie hawk ultimately coming away with a victory yeah 
but not without being pushed by uh, Caitlin Basley and Taylor Shalmadine, Shalmadine that we saw throughout the entire weekend again. She was ripping Taylor Shalmadine in, in all of those categories. How did she get on in the 16s as well? Well, let's take, let's take a look at that. So Taylor finished fourth in the under-16 girls final. Again, that that uh, category was taken out by Josie. Josie, yeah. Great surfing. Um, and Charlotte Eels and Poppy Owen, again, putting in some yeah. fantastic performances. Great stuff. And then and then that, it was a similar variation of those names then in the uh, under-18s as well, wasn't it? It absolutely um, was. So as uh, we've already mentioned, Josie Hawk took out the under-18 girls title with another, yet another fantastic performance and another fantastic performance in the post-it interview, I must say. Coming in second was Katie David, a name that we saw across loads of divisions again, as was Indy Lynch and Charlotte Eels. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Charlotte Eels in the two finals. So in the under-16 boys, yet again, there's that name, Elijah Jones. He came in fourth in the under-16 boys to Arthur Buick in third, Luca Owen in second, and Thomas O'Leary, another Portugal lad, taking the heat win there. Great to see. Yeah, and he was um, he got the first sort of big score of the day on that day one, I remember. It was the first time you really saw a surfer kind of open up. Looking powerful. So, yeah, impressed. Bright future. Yeah, and, I, you know, it's, it, again, it comes down to time in the water. Uh, I see Thomas surfing a lot, and he's um, he's coming on leaps and bounds. Yeah, and he's with Logan and Eli every day working at that surf school. So, yeah. It's going to rub off on you, isn't it? Absolutely. In the under-18 boys, again, I think it's fair to say we had an absolutely stacked field. Ultimately, in the final, it was Blake Jones in fourth, Tom Sheldon in third, Eli Perrins-Davis in second, and Elliot Barton taking the title there. A very, very closely run affair between Eli and Elliot. Eli finishing with a heat total of 13 to Elliot Barton's 13.7. He's a great surfer, Elliot Barton, and it's really great to see him with the Welsh flag next to his name. Um, yeah, and uh, stylish, uh, flashy. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the future there. And you know, then Eli, of course, getting sort of one over on him in the uh, in the open. Um, Blake Jones. Uh, just interestingly, we didn't see this because it was in the fog, but because um, the fog was there and there was no priority, I'm told that uh, Blake Jones really went dominant on the sort of priority hassling paddling thing in the semi-final oh, to really? get rid of uh, a couple of opponents yeah so and then blake came up the beach and he just said well yeah there's no priority and you know i just thought well i'm in the lead now i'm not letting anyone else have a wave <laughs> <laughs> fair enough you know he made good decisions and there he is he's rewarded with a welsh final and uh, mm-hmm. and then i think he came second in the junior longboard didn't he yes so i um i actually spoke to elix i wasn't at the beach on uh, Saturday evening, and uh, Elliot phoned me up to talk about it. He really enjoyed watching that, so that's that's great to see. From I think it's fair to say someone that those boys will look up to in, yeah. in longboarding, and, and he was delighted to see some of the talent. And of course, the person that beat Blake in that under eighteen longboard was Seth Reed, who was looking in sensational form. Tom, he was, yeah, um, and uh, was did he make the final of the men's longboard as well? If I remember rightly, he did. And he surfed really well in that too. So yeah. the, the junior longboard actually, I think, was probably the closest run heat of the entire event with just 0.03 separating our surfers come the end of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah well, so Blake's close. won it twice, I think, hasn't he? So uh, nice to share it around a bit. Yeah, great job there, both of you boys. Brilliant work. 
and the, the women's masters category tom won by our very own Bridge lawrence friend partner to you and on, presenter on the crestcast you'll have to say that again because Bridge is heckling in the background i think our, our, our audience heard it friend partner to you and fellow presenter on Crest, or occasional presenter from time to time, Bruce yeah. taking out the uh, the Women's Masters title. She's got some plans, actually, to present a few more shows on Crest this in the next uh, season or two as well. Um, we've got some good ideas, so we will hear more from her. Yeah, she's got she's got a cup. Um, second year, that category's won. It was won by a run. It was won by Joe Dennison last year. Um, went in, they went in difficult conditions, um, but, you know, it's... Uh, Get in there, climb across the cobblestones, ride a few waves, come out, Welsh champ. So yeah, there we are. Congratulations Stoke. to Breeze. Yeah, and the kids loved it. They were. Oh, we've been, they we've been over to the. We've been over to the surf club just now um, to do a little uh, photo of you know people who had cups and uh, yeah. uh, our daughter couldn't uh, couldn't relinquish it. She just wanted to hold the trophy the whole time. It's funny. <laughs> She's not interested in my one though. But there we go. From years ago. But there oh, we go. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, so that's the roundup of results, Tom. It was short, but it was very sweet indeed, trying to relive and reminisce about some of those brilliant moments from throughout the event. Let's finish by finding out what each of our favourite moments were from the event. So, Tom, what was your highlight of the whole thing? Well, I love competitive athletes who love loving winning and love hating losing. I, you know, I love that phrase when you said it at the time. Yeah, and and so I like to see I like to see pain at these events, um, and you know I felt plenty of it in my time, and I so for me it was the how salty Mark Vaughan was after getting eliminated from the Open, and I'm not saying it because I was satisfied to see him eliminated. I just liked seeing someone who, for all those years of competing and all the things he's won. And the fact that he'd made two finals already in age-restricted categories, which he did go on to win, it was that determination, that drive, and how much he cared. And you captured it because you put him on the spot and you gave him a post-heat interview straight after it had happened. And he was gutted. And I'm not saying, you know, honestly, this is not schadenfreude. I really like it when, um, when athletes care about their results. And I really liked how much he cared about that. And I, I'd love to see him still. Well, and it is that mentality. That is the reason why you can never discount him because he will carry on caring. Um, yeah, forever. But do you know what? He, he said something after, I can't remember if it was after the finals or, or before the, uh, the the Masters and Grandmasters finals. But he, he said as, as delighted as he is to be in, in contention for those titles, it will be the open semi-final result that will stay with him for at least three months. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, all in perspective, um, I would imagine the fact that, you know, he, he, well, he, he, he got me in the semi-final of one of those other two categories. Um, oh, he laughed at you, two, didn't he? <laughs> two minutes left. I was in the lead and they called out that he needed a score and all of a sudden a wave came and he got it. And then I caught a wave 10 seconds after the buzzer that would have been the score that I then needed. And the, yeah, he was standing in the white water cackling with laughter at, uh, at the fact that I'd had this wave after 10 seconds after the buzzer. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, yeah, to see him talk about how, you know, the, 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 you know, the fact that he didn't make the open final 
is going to be with him. And well, yeah, uh, the fact that I didn't beat him in those few seconds there is going to be with me in the same way. So it's just, you know, we've all got our different levels of goals, haven't we? Absolutely. A great memory there. Well, it's a painful one for me, actually, that last one. But there we go. No, but yeah, that was my highlight of the event, was, was just how much he cared. Tom uh, mentioned his own heat yesterday where um, he managed to catch a really good wave after the buzzer had gone, and he said he had mixed emotions because he was on a really nice wave and he was doing the thing he loves most, surfing a, a great wave. But he was doing it in the knowledge that it was too late, that he'd already been eliminated from the event. And so... It was a, a very odd sensation, and he asked whether I'd ever experienced that. And I said, not that I can really remember. And it's because we've not always had the beach announcements and the, the availability of knowledge whilst in the water. And Tom wondered whether you were experiencing that at the end of your heat. And I said, I don't know if you, they can hear you in the water. So that we've answered that question. But I posited that you, being a man of great surfing uh, com competition experience, would have known exactly where you stood in that heat. Yeah, I knew exactly. Uh, I knew I needed a right, um, and I needed a you know, like a three-four turner maybe, um, which I was just hanging out for the whole heat. And said to myself, "Don't go left," and went left twice. Um, and yeah, it just a, it was the conditions went really poor for that heat. Uh, it was, uh, it's hard for me. I, I've put so much kind of focus on this personally for the Open. Uh, it's all I really care about each year, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, bummed <laughs> so but you know it's, it's, it's what happens well done to Eli and uh, Ollie you know it was yeah it was just um, one my day today I was out of sync they, there was only one real set and uh, I haven't seen them from behind I was like well, I knew what I would need to do is stay calm it was just that countdown happened it was just whoa where, where's where are you going to come from and I just scratched into something I don't know if it was I couldn't quite see the disc whether it was time had gone or not but it didn't matter it was an awful wave <laughs> so. and it's funny that you mentioned that you, you knew you needed to go right yet you found yourself going left twice and that actually shocked Tom who early on in the heat had put his money on you to progress through by going right so he was quite shocked to see you go left and it, the two highest scoring waves of the heat did indeed come on those oh, rights. Oh, we got a big closeout re-entry from Emily Williams there by the way guys uh, just happened uh, and, and I think that could uh, quite easily the judges are going to drop that i think that could go in well she's looking to replace a 3.5 to move further into the lead i'll uh, i'll let you know if that drops sorry uh, for the interruption there boys not at all i'm actually about to wrap up this conversation because yeah. i can see mark you've got another final coming up yeah i mean um the over the over ones are just for a bit of fun i tend to enter them in case i have a shocker in the open which i've managed to do so it gives me something to maybe compete for but i I didn't want to make that open final each year, so I'm, I'm kind of like, my head, the red mist when I was coming up the beach, I was like, oh, I was shouting and screaming and swearing. <laughs> I had to apologise to someone. So, um, yeah, it's not me normally, but, yeah, it's just the way I am. <laughs> well, uh, commiserations for your open performance there, and good luck in your final coming up. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, guys. Well, what was yours then, Rob? I've got a few, Tom, but the one I'm going to go for is from the Masters final that we've just mentioned Mark ended up winning and it was the tussle. I'm going to use the word tussle because it, it truly was oh, in every sense of the word between Craig, Bright, between Craig Bright and Mark Vaughan, two boys that obviously surf together very regularly out at Lantwit. They, yeah. they know each other so well. And I'm sure Mark would love to see Craig take that title if it had been anybody else competing against him except Mark himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and again, we come back to Vaughan's drive there. You know, it's like he's 
He willed the score, didn't he? Yeah, he's willing the score. He's taking off on a wave and robbing Craig of the of the the goal that Vaughan would himself dearly love to see Craig get. But he's just doing it because that's what Vaughnies do. Yeah, you know, in the same way as sharks eat seals, Vaughnies get scores. <laughs> and he, you know, he surfed. He surfed with such tenacity in that heat, and it was it was a great great to see Mark go to town on that wave. But Craig had surfed so well throughout the entire event, and. Um, Vaughn, you won't mind me saying this, but I was I was really willing Craig to, to take a title there. Vaughn's had one already, he's had enough. Yeah. Let him get one. But no, don't let him get one because you need to earn it. So uh great to to see those two I, go head to head. I reckon as well. We we should finish the show though by um coming around to Josie Hawk. Because she also won they they gave her the um you uh, know, the, the Paul, Paul Ryder. Ryder Award, yes. Yeah, and and yeah, that was the future of web surfing there. Um, so, yeah, let's. Uh, we, we've got our moments each there from, uh, you know, Vaughny losing and you've got Vaughny winning. Um, but maybe together we'll say, you know, just the, the whole Josie Hawk thing and, you know, those Groms in particular, the Pembrokeshire girls and the work Phil Sadler's done with them as well. Uh, I think that's lovely. And we're going to be going down there now for a Wilkinson sword, hopefully in White Sands. I know, so much to look um, forward to. I, to get yeah. very American, I think it, the Americans would say something like Josie Hawk was the MVP of the Welsh Nationals this Josie year, Josie Hawk she? was the MVP, she was, yeah. And Phil Sadler was the coach of the... He's the coach of the year now, isn't he? You know, he's, uh, he's manager of the month last month with the Wilkinson sword and now with the Welsh sword on top. There's great stuff going on there. And, and we're going to go down there later this year and uh, and talk to them as a club. So it's going to be fab. And that concludes the Crest, in partnership with Elusive, roundup of the 2023 Welsh National Surfing Championships. It was short, but very sweet. And we hope you enjoyed some of the interviews from the day. If you didn't manage to catch us on the weekend or if you switched us off, because, well, we were getting on your nerves just a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Tom, for uh, joining in. Yeah, cheers, and, uh, Rob. through that with us. And great be... job, Rob. Great job. It was, uh, yeah, Didn't you know, it was a real pleasure working with you all weekend. And uh, uh, likewise, yeah. Was the... and yeah, we'll be we'll be back for Boardmasters, among others. So uh, yeah, well, and and on these podcasts. So cheers, man. Thanks, Tom. See you guys soon. One, two,